Michael Kitson, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today. We're taking a look at the balance of payments. And I think my first question has to be, so what? Does the balance of payments matter anymore? I think the balance of payments does matter. Um, It's a very important indicator of the prosperity and success of a country. Um, If we look historically at the balance of payments, going back to the 50s, 60s and 70s, we'd see periods of deficits and periods of surpluses. Um, Since the early 1980s, we've seen uh, a structural problem emerging, where for every single year, Britain has a balance of payments deficit. Uh, And that basically means that the country spends more than it earns. Uh, And so that's a significant problem, because if if we know individually or collectively as a household, if we spend more than we earn, we've either got to go to the banks to borrow to, to fund that expenditure, or we've got to sell off some of our assets. And basically, that's what the UK has been doing for the past 25 to 30 years, It's been borrowing from the international financial system, basically from countries that run surpluses, to fund our deficit, or it's been selling off its assets. So we're all well aware of many of our companies, many of our shops, much of our land has been sold off, basically to fund our current consumption. So the balance of payments does matter. It's it's a, particularly the balance of payments deficit does matter. We're continually focusing on the budget deficit in terms of the government's budget deficit, but another important deficit to look at is the balance of payments deficit. We're going to have to sort it out. No. I can remember people used to discuss that, economists, commentators, if, if we were um, exceeding in the red rather than in the black. But, but if you say it's been exceeded for 25 years, it's not just a, a current affairs problems about the recession. How have we managed to, to do this for so long without people saying it matters? Basically because we've been able to borrow or to fund our expenditure. So that, that's basically the, the global financial system has developed to be very sophisticated and it's actually been able to transfer resources from countries that uh, spend uh, less than they earn to countries such as the UK and the US, that countries where we spend more than we earn. So the global financial system has been very efficient in helping us to fund our consumption splurge. But ultimately I think the financial systems are going to be unwilling to do this in the future. Uh, once the financial crisis has, has run its course, we're going to see a new financial system globally. And I think it may may mean that countries such as the UK and also countries such as the United States are not going to be able to carry on to fund these massive budget deficits. Does it mean we've got to get competitive with sectors like manufacturing again? We've just got to go out there and reinvent ourselves. Well, we've got to look at the policy options here to how to deal with a payments deficit. I mean, the conventional way is you have a lower exchange rate. The lower exchange rate means you import fewer goods and you export more because your exports are more competitive. Well, Britain has had a lower exchange rate over the past two years, about 20% on average lower than it was two years ago. And that's helped to an extent, but only some, some goods and services which are very price sensitive. It doesn't really help us export more those goods and services that are less price sensitive. The other aspect of the balance, uh, the balance of payments is, of course, as the world's in recession, countries abroad are buying fewer of our goods. So the exchange rates helped a little, but the world being in recession has actually helped, hindered our balance of payments improving significantly. So even now, now we have a significant recession. That means we should be spending less and hopefully having a better balance of payments. It's still over the past year been about three, 2 to, two to 3% of GDP, around about £31 billion. We basically, our balance of payments is in deficit. That's a significant number. Now, I know you still uphold the view that the recession won't be sort of V or W shaped. It's going to be long and protracted U shape. Doesn't that mean that we ourselves have got to get into a, a better state, that we've got to, to work on building up our, our industries, our manufacturing sectors, rather than slashing budgets? That, that, that's right. We, I think we need to redevelop our competitive advantage. Uh, historically, if we take the long view, we were very strong in manufacturing. Uh, that's 
that's that's ended about 25, 30 years ago. And we increasingly then depended on selling services abroad, such as financial services. So we've got only small sectors of our manufacturing are now competitive. Pharmaceuticals and aerospace are competitive, but there are relatively small sectors. In terms of financial services, again, we're good at exporting financial services, but the current recession has particularly affected financial services. And they won't be the share of the GDP, the share of the economy they were in the future. So what that means is we need to build new competitive advantage, areas where we can be strong in the longer term. Areas such as the creative industries, areas such as higher education, where the UK economy, the UK sector is particularly strong globally. And and is that possible? Is that likely, given we've gone through such a a long uh, period of decline? It's an area where policy is going to have to address those areas where we have competitive advantage. Areas that depend on skills, areas that that will depend on long-term growth of the world economy. So we need to invest in higher education, we need to build our creative industries. But, the big but here is in the short term, these sectors are going to be constrained by public expenditure cuts. So that in terms of the longer term, we're going to have to look at developing these industries, but, uh, uh, these sectors. But these sectors are going to be adversely affected by the current intended budget cuts in terms of public expenditure. Can we ride on the coattails of those coming out of recession, not just France and Germany or the BRIC countries, but, but what about those big powerhouses of India and China? You know, will doing trade with them, will acquisitions and mergers, don't we need to just think globally? I think we do need to think globally, and really the, the, the benefit for Britain will be the rest of the world coming out of recession. The rest of the world is going to come out of recession earlier than the UK. Europe is already coming out of recession where the UK is not. As the rest of the world comes out of recession, then that will benefit UK trade because we'll be able to export more. Basically, if people are more prosperous abroad, they'll buy more goods and services, and some of those goods and services will come from Britain. Unfortunately, too few of those goods and services come from Britain. But you're, you're quite correct. We need to be trading more, particularly with the so-called BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. We don't trade enough with those countries as yet. We're more dependent on Europe and more dependent on North America. We need to actually build our trade links with those countries to actually so we can export more because they will be the sources of long-term growth over the next 50 years. So it's not going to be the financial sector anymore. It is going back to being a manufacturing nation of Victorian past. Um, partly manufacturing, partly but also partly services. I think we've got to think of, as I mentioned, the creative industries. Much of that is service-based rather than manufacturing-based. It's a combination of the two. Often the distinction between manufacturing and services is somewhat artificial. Firms do both manufacturing goods and also produce uh, uh, related services. But also, as I said, higher education, again, it's mainly a service industry. We need to build a new competitive advantage. We can't go back to old manufacturing because we cannot compete on low costs. We can compete in high skills and high technology, but we also need to build new services. We can't rely just on financial services again. It will recover to somewhat, but it will not be the same share of the British economy that it was before the financial crisis. So are we ever likely, just finally, to get that balance of payments back into a neutral, if not a positive, position? I think in the longer term we have to, because you think about what the options would be if we don't. Uh, If we don't, we have to continue borrowing Uh, And if we continue borrowing, that debt will will have to be repaid in the future. And the only way you can repay your debt, if you're not earning enough, is to get rid of all your assets. You cannot sell your assets twice. We've sold a significant number of assets in the UK economy. We've sold our firms, we've sold our land, and so on. We can't sell these assets twice. In the longer term, we must sort the balance of payments out. So it's all ingenuity. Uh, Ingenuity, ideas, technology, and, I think, a role for policy here. Too often... Over the past 25 to 30 years, the governments have ignored the balance of payments. They've focused on the budget deficit 
and increasingly that's the focus now, they've ignored the balance of payments. The balance of payments does matter and we need to sort it out. Michael Kitson, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today. I've learned a lot. Thank you.